Hamster Hacks. Hey everybody and welcome to Panster Hacks. I am your host Callie and I am really excited you are here today because we are going to be discussing what not to do. The reason I want to discuss this today is because I think it is important to be aware of things that We all tend to do and to be aware of what you individually tend to do in your own writing. And I asked my writers group for help with this. So kudos to them, especially if they're listening. Thank you guys so much. And so I'm just going to go over a couple points. And I personally believe the last two are the most important. So keep listening. The first one is making sure your characters act in line of their own motivations and within their own personality. They're not going to just do a 180 and be like, hey, I was scared one minute, now I'm completely bold and fearless, I'm going to totally take up this bad guy. No, there's going to be like some reflection or thoughts or argument with themselves over why they can't be scared, why they shouldn't act out of fear. There's going to be some reflection, some thought, or some mistakes even that brought about the change. And the change should still be in line with our own motivations. That's why it's so important to know what motivates your character and why they want that thing to make sure that they are acting within line of that motivation at all times. And speaking of what you shouldn't do with characters, please, I beg you, do not make a character completely evil or completely good, ever. Avoid cliches as much as possible, and a completely evil villain is a cliche, and a completely good hero is also a cliche. Hence the reason I don't like Clark Kent at all. He's not relatable in the least. Okay, so a good example of a character not being completely evil or completely good would be Lavina from Marisa Meyer's The Lunar Chronicles. In Ferris, we find out that she does bad things with a good motivation. She just really, really twisted in the way that she does it. We feel bad for her. We enjoy reading this because the character is not completely evil, is not completely good. And my friend Nikki was kind enough to point out that making a group of people completely evil or completely good is a good way to spot prejudices in your writing whether they're intentional or you don't even realize they're there. Prejudices aren't going to get you any readers whatsoever. They're going to put the book down if they feel offended or if they take offense on behalf of a friend of theirs. So avoid prejudices. We are almost to the last two and these ones are so important. But before I tell you, I want to know what you think 
at anchor.fm backslash Callie-Cooley. Or if you want to find me on Facebook, I'm on there as Callie Cooley. Just let me know what you think. If you think I'm wrong about something, if you think I'm right, if you want me to mention something or discuss something on the show, be sure to message me. Now, this next thing is really, really hard to not do. And that is compare your writing to the works of others. It's so easy to compare your story to the work of Charles Dickens, C.S. Lewis, Marisa Meyer, or Susan B. Collins, or whoever wrote The Hunger Games. I don't remember her name. And it's, it's not that good. It's not good for you as a writer. And it doesn't work because you won't ever be able to make your writing just like theirs. It's a simple fact. They view life differently than you do, which means their writing will turn out differently than you do. They're not you and you're not them. Your writing isn't going to be theirs. And they, it's very possible that the one that you're comparing yourself to wrote in a different culture or time period altogether, making it so much harder to be able to reach that standard that you set for yourself. And they also finished theirs already. Theirs has been edited and published and has been around for years. It has been years in the works. And you, yours and mine, they're both at, just at the beginning. They're both just getting ground. You and I, were still learning. And we always will be and everyone always will be. So to... Co- Compare yourself to somebody who has been learning for longer and has worked for a lot longer. It's not fair to you and it's very discouraging. And on the topic of discouragement, don't. Just don't give up on your writing. I know it's a marathon and I know it's hard and I know it takes time and practice and there's times when it seems like you'll never be up there on the bestseller list. I've had those moments too, but just think about it. Someday you're going to get people messaging you with questions and comments and they're going to fangirl or fanboy all over your work and someday you're going to be somebody's favorite author. One of my favorite things to imagine, and a lot of times it really just brings me close to tears, is opening up a box of hardcover copies of my book and picking up and feeling that textured cover and smelling the new paper and new cover. And it's going to be amazing. I just have to get there. I don't know who said it or where they posted it but I saw it on Pinterest and they said writing is like trying to move a lake spoonful by spoonful and it's true it takes time and effort and a lot of frustration and sometimes tears but the end product will always be beautiful it will always 
be worth it. You just have to get there. So please, please do not give up on your writing. You are going to be so much more famous for your writing than you know. So that is all I have for today. Do not make your characters act out of line of their personality. Do not do completely evil or completely good characters. Do not have prejudices in your writing. Do not judge your writing by others' accomplishments. And don't give up. That's what I have for you today, and I hope you guys will tune in next time. Talk to you later.